You have to try pretty hard to get the AIDS these days. There's never been a picture of my testicles, ever. Working should be the reward for more things. Yeah, she must be going through the bends. Hello and welcome. We are back. It is the Baller Lifestyle Podcast from theballerlifestyle.com. I am once again your host, Brian Beckner. Thank you very much for joining the program. Episode 96 of the show, nearing, closing in on the dreaded, the exciting, the something to rejoice about 100th episode. That is coming up, so very excited for everyone that's been here the entire run of the show and all the new listeners we add every week, we are excited to have you as well. Closing in on 100. Um, I give you the way to get a hold of us. If you would like to interact with the program, you are welcome to do that. You can do it via email, mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com. You can also send us a voicemail, 949-464-TBLS. Um, if you would like, you can follow us on Facebook. Facebook, just... Search the Baller Lifestyle Podcast on Facebook and iTunes. We are on iTunes. Subscribe to the show. Get it delivered into your iTunes, onto your phone every single week as it drops. Sometimes I drop them a little bit early, depending on how busy I am that day. And people get excited when it comes out a little bit early. People get excited about that. So be one of those people that where it just shows up. Uh, joining me now, as always, co-host of the program, Hoboken Zone, Ed Daly. Ed, how are you? I'm doing well. I mean, like everyone uh, bummed out about you know, the thing in France, but you know, without getting too heavy with that, I thought there are some people that really revealed themselves that need to be shamed uh, through this through this awful situation. Tell us. And that those are the people who wanted so desperately to point out that they know more about world events, and Paris was not the only site of of tragedies. And why are we just praying for Paris and not? Beirut and all these other places where bad things happen. Um, I, I yes, I agree. Like, <laughs> fuck. Like that's just the way it goes. Paris is one of the major spots on Earth, and a focal point. It's the same reason why J.T. Barrett was probably not the only Ohio State student that got the DWI a few weeks ago, but he's the starting quarterback of the football team, so he's the one you hear about. Like Paris is one of the major cities of the world, and that's why people talk about it. But like the, yeah. the people who love to point out, oh, you know, you, you don't know. There's more. It's more than just Paris. Like, ah, oh, fuck off. It's unfortunate because um, shit gets bombed in the Middle East every day. And yeah. it's no less of a tragedy. And, you know, similar things happen in Africa and, and they don't garner as much headlines. And that's that's unfortunate. But also that kind of stuff happens in those places a lot. And it sucks that we're numb to it. When it happens in those places, but when it happens in a place that it doesn't happen often, it right it makes and a place and, that's, and that's much that's more why. relatable as a much more relatable, you yeah. know, like you know we yeah there there are plenty of reasons to make fun of the French and this and that, but that is a a very Western city that makes much more sense the way you know life goes around there versus what goes on in a, you know Sierra Leone and you know some of these countries that nobody's stepped foot inside. Right, you see, you see a bombing in 
Lebanon and Beirut and you go, oh my God, that's fucking horrible. That's a, that's an awful thing. But when you see, uh, you see uh, something like what happened in Paris, you look at it and go, what? that could be me. Right. That, I, I, that could have been me sitting at that cafe or going to see, and seeing a band or going to a soccer game. That could be me. And you, you, you don't have the same, the, unfortunately places in the Middle East don't have the same relatability. And, and that's why, and it's, I, you, I just love people that just want to, um, it's like they want to let you know they know more about world events than you. Yeah, just it's. I mean, it's it's a sad thing, and people get to. That, that's the. They great make thing it about themselves. About the world, yeah. People, well, people get to pick the things they want to be sad about. Everyone has their own causes, and right. just because someone picked a cause that you think there's another cause they should have picked, well, fuck off. You you get to <laughs> exactly. pick your cause. Exactly. You exactly. you get to be sad about things that you get to be sad about. Um, but it did. I was pretty affected. Like it. It's a huge bummer. Yeah, it's just a fucking huge bummer. And there's just f- these fucking assholes in the world that are fucking stupid. And they picked a shitty God. You picked a shitty fucking God because your God says you should kill fucking people to death in his name. Fuck him. Fuck you. And fuck your stupid. And they're all God. really, they're all just really stupid. But, well, it's, yeah, right. Right. Personally, it's edu- education. These, pe- these people just. They, they're just morons. Right. All this, all, all of that mythology is stupid to me, but when, when, you know, not all of it is dangerous and it's unfortunate that, that in this, this sect of that religion wants to kill people and it's, it's fucked and it gives a bad name. Now everybody's now Islamophobia is the fucking new normal. Um, everybody wants to fear all Muslims because this small percentage of them are fucking cold blooded, right. demented killers and so we need to go where they are and kill them all to death and cut off their cut off their funding right that's the other thing we need to look at our allies who who fund these organizations out like they did with al-qaeda before i like how now uh, if you read about what's going on with isis isil whatever that 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 they are so crazy that they make Al Qaeda, the old enemy, seem yeah. like this sane terrorist. Yeah, they're like, whoa, whoa, aren't you going a little far? Yeah, right. <laughs> they're like, hey, calm down, guys. This isn't cool. What you're doing? It's just fucking insane. Right. We live in a fucked up world, and yeah, it's just a bummer. I don't, I don't know what the answer is. No, no, I don't. Nobody does, and it's just a huge bummer. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Yeah, um, Ed. Emails this week. What do we got? This is actually a comment on the website. This guy's been been at us a lot. He's been corresponding a lot. I don't, I, I feel like I'm at like twenty percent um, in terms of how much of what he offers that I understand. Ballers, <laughs> in response to your report on batshit crazy non-stripper occupations of females, mm-hmm. may, what what we come up with? We had hairstylist. Oh, I've got an update on this. I just realized. Go ahead. Yoga Here's the instructor? Yes. I have an update other, on my yoga instructor. I had, but, but I, I proffered that that's not an actual job. But um, I had a third one. Oh, nurse. Nurse is the number mm. one crazy broad occupation. Uh, what's, what's your update, Ed? So I brought it up, and a friend of mine that listens to the show and knew who I was referring to said, you never believe who is just on a reality TV show. It's some Bravo divorce show. Yes. And the dude was on the divorce show being like, she's just way too fucking into this yoga lifestyle. And I think it's a cult. And I think she's crazy. And like, 
exactly what I said. And like it played out. It was amazing. I've never watched one of these shows. They're they're just horrendous. Like the host is some fast talking woman who's a divorce attorney or something. It's it's crazy, but it was like a divorce show and it was about her. It was about the actual chick, not just some other yoga. No, instructor. it it featured this girl. Facebook. Yeah, I, I I do not remember the name of the show, but it was a Bravo show. It was it was staggeringly bad, but you know, considering I had just talked about her and this show was about her husband going crazy because she was nuts. It was great. That's fantastic. Yeah. You very rarely get like the the update you wanted. I wonder what, you know, how crazy she is. And I was like, mm, yeah, she's pretty fucking crazy. So, yes. Um, wow. That That is that's so, shodden, yes. shodden fruit. Yes, yes, yes. I know. I know. Uh, okay, I, should, I, should, I, shouldn't wish, yes. I shouldn't wish badly. It's not that I want her to get divorced, but I, I wanted confirmation that, I, that she was as crazy as I thought she was. Half the people you know are going to get divorced, so you should really, like, quietly be rooting for people to get divorced. So that, that, that <laughs> bodes better for your own marriage, Ed. Yeah, of course. FYI. Yeah. Uh, he. This guy says, "May I submit one more for your create uh, consideration?" Psychologist. As with strippers, anytime you inject daddy issues, the results can be dynamic and, shall we say, fruitful. I, I don't know what that means. I don't. Fin- I don't. <laughs> Finally, cheerio, my lady, to your sultry-voiced oh. female correspondent. Oh. Mm-hmm. Maybe I think she's, she's going Britain, doing a piece on the royal family. That's from Andy in Denver. Um, I, he's, I assume he's speaking, obviously he's talking about fancy sauce. And I, I think he thinks she's British. He thinks she's British. Cheerio, lady, Or maybe he thinks that's how Australian people talk, <laughs> but she's like not, she's here every week. She, she didn't do one show because we, we did dedicate an entire show to back to the future. Right. For future but day. But she's been here for like 90 something episodes. Yeah. She's, she's here. Like she's missed a couple, <laughs> but she's here pretty much every week. And I would, I, I'll, I do agree with the point. Psychologist, anybody in like the mental health profession. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't really know. I do. I don't, I don't know people in that world. I do. But I knew psych majors in college and they were all, they were all, you know, wacky yeah. chicks. Yeah. I went out with one. She mm. was nuts. Crazy. Psych major. Mm-hmm. Additionally, I've, you know, not without getting, not without getting into too many personal details. You're about to. I've spent some time on the couch. Okay. Not like the casting couch, like not in the good way. Like I've done, I've done some time in the chair. I've spoken to therapists. I've been in therapy. I've, I've met with different Mental health professionals. It's oh. 2015. No shame in that. Right. There isn't. I'm not ashamed of it. Always just a little bit off. There's something <laughs> going on there. Just a little. You know how you meet a people in it? Maybe it's their eyes. Maybe it's the way they dress. Maybe it's just the way they talk, their vocabulary. But there's something about people that work in mental health. Just There's just an inkling of something there. They're a little bit off. So I agree with you from what I understand. Andy in Denver, please become a regular. Good job. Uh, Ed, it, this is a sports talk show. What the fuck is going on in the world of sports? Well, Brian, you're, you're a proud member of your community. Like, Is there anything more aggravating than going outside your home and finding that some selfish jerk decided to litter their garbage all over you know, your street or your, your area? It is the worst. I saw some guy like throw something out of a car at a red light the other day. Yeah, and I, yeah it aggravates me. I, I really go nuts when I see this. It's like, 
Don't you realize somebody has to pick that up? Yeah, I, I nearly chased him, but I thought, well, that would put me in danger. That, that's <laughs> like a little more than I want to give, but I, so I'll just be enraged inside my vehicle. Right. Yeah, I hate that, Ed. Well, what, what, if, what if instead of like a piece of garbage, what if there were 600 pieces of garbage in front of your home? No, oh, that's too many. That's, that's just awful. That's too a lot much. of work to clean up. And what if those 600 pieces of garbage were actually uh, bobbleheads of a light-hitting outfielder who hasn't played in your town in two years? <laughs> well, that might be kind of good. <laughs> yeah. Recently, 20-year-old San Diego resident Philip Gia exited his University City condo complex to find 600 Padre bobbleheads of Chris DeNorfia, an outfielder who played for the team between 2010 and 2013. We opened the up expecting to find something a little more nefarious, Gia said. We thought it was from a drug cartel or something, echoed roommate Jelena Lau. But no, it was just bobbleheads. The cop told him to pick up the bobbleheads and dispose of them. Now the 20-year-olds are handing them out as parting gifts to anyone who stops by their apartment. Brian, considering someone targeted these losers with this litter and then the cops forced them to pick it up, What's the over-under in years before they, these losers get their 600th house guest? <laughs> well, you wouldn't do that. You wouldn't go up to a Crips home and just drop 600 bobbleheads. Like, no. somebody's targeting these people. Of course. Also, like, <laughs> cop, don't be a dick. Like, I didn't put these here. <laughs> the, the cop can't help but just yeah. be a dick when he shows up. He's like, you guys need to pick these up. Right, like but you know there. how some Somebody people just them. some people set them up to be bullied, like set themselves up, like they're just the type of person who gets bullied. Like these have to be those people. Yeah, these are some these are some San Diego nerds. I did like that they while one while the other roommate wasn't home, they completely decorated his room with a couple <laughs> hundred Chris DeNorfia bobbleheads. Whoever did this is genius. I love it. <laughs> That, that like to me, like if I walked in and my roommates had covered my room, oh, it's amazing. Chris Norfia bobbleheads, I would leave them there. And I feel like they should keep them and really just decorate the house, like have them everywhere, have them all over the mantle, the kitchen. Like you can't really yeah. have enough Chris Norfia bobbleheads. I, I looked them up, like because I'm not a National League guy, so I don't really know. And I was like, eh, sort of know the name. The guy hit 30 home runs over four seasons in San Diego. Like, it's not like he he had this one crazy year and then they made the bobbleheads and something went wrong. But, like, no, he was just, like, a just, just kind a of guy. a platoon kind a of guy. Like, yeah, just no, nothing special. And there's 600 bobbleheads in their home. Well, the bobblehead thing has gotten out of control. You get one at basically every game. If you yeah. go, if you go, there's all, there's, like, 30 bobblehead promotions per season. I'll tell you a story, though. Okay. I took my kid to a game, Blue Heaven on Earth, a couple years ago, Dodger Stadium, and he was little. Mm -hmm. He was probably like seven at the time. Also, I'd recently divorced his mother, so things were happening. Things were, you know? Dad's pulling out the stops. Yeah, well, it was just a hard time in the kid's life is all I'm saying. Most of my fault. We go, just he and I, we go to the game, and it's one of my all-time favorite players a retired Dodger, somebody that John, deserves John T Bone Shelby, <laughs> close. Somebody that deserves a bobblehead, like Chris Norfia. No offense, buddy. It's a funny story, but you don't deserve 30, a bobblehead. like thirty home runs. Thirty. This guy, this guy deserved a bobblehead, and his name was Hideo Nomo. Oh, huh. he yeah. He had a no hitter so, for him, right? What's that? 
Did he have a no-hitter for them? He threw a no-hitter in Colorado. Yeah, that's... I knew there was something special Just about his that, no-hitter. There like, should be an asterisk on that because it's so unbelievable. That's double impressive. That is the opposite of Dante Bichette's numbers. That's right. That's right. That <laughs> negates. Yeah, exactly. That's right? the whole. That's the opposite. Like the, you, you, you always look at his power numbers and you're like, yeah, he did them all at home. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. The other side of the bell curve. So we go to the game. We get a couple of bobbleheads, and my kid, you know, we both get one because I'm like, I want one too. We leave the game and we're driving home, and I go, oh shit, and we're long gone. I left those fucking bobbleheads under the seat, Ed. Oh, that really sucks. And if you could see the look. I was looking in the rear view mirror. He was sitting in the back. If you could see the look of disappointment on that kid's face, it would be etched in your brain for a lifetime. So you know what I did? (laughs) What did you do? Went on eBay and I bought Uh one. And you probably had to go high on that. I mean, it was like, it wasn't too bad because it was, there was like 50,000 people at the game. There was a lot of them on eBay, but still it cost, I think it was like 20 bucks. Okay. But sometimes and, you hear these things, the collectibles going crazy. Right. I brought it home and I gave it to him and he was pretty stoked and he has never looked at it again since. <laughs> He's since amassed many more bobbleheads that he also but, doesn't pay attention to. But that's that's dad's peace of mind right there. That's right. I was feeling like a pretty big shit because that day. If you, if you didn't do it, you'd be talking about that story, but you'd still you'd be also ta- telling your psychologist. That's psychiatrist right. I would. That. <laughs> That's exactly right. I may have. Your, your therapist would be talking about this that's, one. That's right? parenthood is just failing constantly. Guilt. That's all Guilt. you do is just fail these fucking kids. <laughs> uh, okay, what else all is right. going on in sports? Ed? That was a pretty good story. I, I wish I had a couple hundred Kristen Orphea bobbleheads, I'll be honest. Yeah, I, I would definitely be creative on how I ruin someone's life with them. Totally. Like I would, I, I would like do it over years, like constantly having them appear randomly. <laughs> right. Uh, French national team, uh, soccer team players, Karim Benzema and Matthew Valbuena were left off this weekend's roster for matches against Germany and England after Benzema, the Real Madrid star, was arrested on charges of blackmail. Who is Benzema blackmailing? His teammate Valbuena. Apparently, Valbuena was approached by three men claiming they'd release a sex tape starring Valbuena unless he gave them between 50 and 100,000 euro. When he turned to his teammate Benzema for advice, Benzema suggested he pays the ransom. (laughs) He instead turned to the police to investigate. After a short investigation, it was revealed that his teammate was very much a part of this blackmail and arrested him. Uh, since Benzema is now forbidden from being in contact with Valbuena, both are being held out of international play, so they're not near each other. Uh, Brian, considering the... Uh, oh, and also, here's a little tidbit about uh, Benzema. He was once arrested for banging a 16-year-old prostitute. Right. Uh, that was a few years ago. I'm but pretty he sure that's really, not illegal in Europe, by the way. Well, well, no. It's illegal if she's under 18. All oh, right. But, but his, his uh, excuse was, I thought she was 18. They're like, well, that's good enough. Uh, but anyway, since uh, uh, considering that the French national team is being taken down by an amorous Frenchman, sex tapes and betrayal, is it only a matter of time before the Mexican national team is befelled by a sombrero wearing mouse running 100 miles an hour? <laughs> this, is most, like, this is the most like most Looney Tunes scandal. That uh, and I, I'm, I'm obviously not the first. To point this out, but that Pepe Le Pew, he had a bit of a deal, did he not? He was he was very rapey. He was he was extremely rapey, uh, yeah, uh, and smelly. Um, a couple things here. 
one, like these Euro soccer players are so fucking rich. I'm surprised he didn't just pay the 50,000 Euro. Just, he probably had that in his couch cushions. He probably had that in his ashtray. But this sex tape must be pretty bad. Obviously. Nothing good comes out of a sex tape that I notice. Like, do you think he's really excited to watch his own sex tape? I feel like he would just be excited to have more sex. Like, once the sex tape is made, only bad things can happen. Right. Maybe hold off on the sex tapes. Um, And the teammate, bad guy. This reminds me, who was the guy? He He was on the Padres. And then he got traded to the Yankees, and he was on the Yankees, and he fucking stole, like, Derek Jeter's glove. Ruben yes. Rivera. Rivera. Rivera, yes. I mean, the, the locker room is a sacred place. You guys and also, it's, suppo- such a, it's such a good gig. Yes. You've already got a great gig. Yes. There's only one way you can fuck it up. Yeah. Well, there's two ways. One, just be terrible and they release you. But also, just, just messing with the star player. Even if you only hang out for a couple years, it's a pretty good paycheck. Like, don't steal Derek Jeter's glove and don't blackmail your teammates. I'm pretty sure it's like in the rules with no gambling on the wall. Yeah, it's it. it, Well, I I would think just kind of there's there's usually a chip in your brain that says don't blackmail. Why? Yes, that is that is like the lowest form of crime blackmailing you you just want money for some shit that you had nothing to do with such an opportunist yeah you're a really really shitty person if you blackmail yeah terrible yeah i i know you got a shipment we posted on our facebook page i know you got a shipment so we before we talk about the next stories we have on the docket we need to talk about Herman Marshall whiskey. I Wait, got as you're talking about it, I think you know I haven't opened the new bottle. I think I'm going to do that right now. Oh yeah, crack a bottle. You going? You going to crack the rye or the bourbon? Yeah, I think I'll go bourbon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I like to go. I like to go back and forth, and I've I've hit the bourbon last few times. I've had a glass. I've had mm-hmm. bourbon. So I think this weekend, when it's time for me to unwind, I'm going to unwind with a little rye. I love the rye. I love the bourbon, and you know why I do, song. right, Ed? Because it's because it's real. Because it's real. That's exactly right. Herman Marshall Whiskey, the official whiskey of the Baller Lifestyle Podcast, Ed. We love Herman Marshall because they are committed to making the smoothest possible whiskey while ensuring rich flavor and aroma. We are into authentic things here on the show, just like Herman Marshall Whiskey. Uh, Herman Marshall Whiskey is our favorite whiskey, the bourbon the rye we love them both Uh, it's my go-to whiskey and i love the fact that it's distilled in the republic of texas people from texas they love nothing more than being from texas and supporting other things that are from texas so if you're if you're living in texas right now and you're drinking a kentucky bourbon maybe you're drinking what one of those ryes that comes from another state in the union meanwhile they're distilling delicious bourbon and rye whiskey right in your own state and i can confirm it's it's delicious it is delicious you you are a traitor to the republic of texas support your own people drink herman marshall whiskey ed herman marshall smooth texas bourbon and rye love those guys all right, well, while we're on the subject of real, I've got a game of real or fake for you. So jealous that you're drinking Herman Marshall whiskey right now, Ed. Yeah, yeah, well, 
I told you, I finished my, my race. My, my, finished my race. I, I, I'm enjoying myself to the end of the year. It's a little later on your side of the country than it is on mine. So I, I, yeah. I think after this podcast, I'll savor a little bit of dinner. Yeah, a little touch. I might, might sip a little Herman Marshall whiskey myself. Okay, Ed, right. real or fake? Real or fake. We're going to go. I'm going to give you the movie star. Well, the actor. I'll say actor. I don't know if they're movie stars anymore. Okay. And I'm going to give you two roles, two different movies. You tell me which is the real one, which is the fake one. Okay. Okay. In 2012, 2012, Emilio Estevez. He starred as Professor Snowflake in the Jingle Horse Incorporated movie. Or... He starred as Mr. Winterbottom in Abominable Christmas. Oh, you son of a bitch. One of these is real, one of them's fake. You son of a bitch, because you did, they sound almost exactly like, uh, <laughs> I, I was, uh, I'm going with the first one, not Mr. Winterbottom, Mr. Jingle Horse. That, that's the one you're saying is real? Yeah. Nope. No, Mr. Winterbottom in Abominable Snow Christmas is real. Okay. All right. Nick Cage, 2014. Nick Cage. Starring as Evan Lake in Dying of the Light, or Nick Cage as Colonel Dearborn in Devil's Mercenary. Shit. <laughs> oh, these are so good. Um, I'm going with the first one, Evan Lake. That sounds like a Nicolas Cage role. He, Evan That's Lake cor- is the real Correct, one. correct. He was never Dur- Colonel Dearborn, but give him a few minutes and I'm sure he also, will be starring. Has, has there ever been a bigger fall from grace? Maybe Al Pacino... But I, I would say no. That Nicolas Cage, he used to be a fantastic actor. Yeah. He, it's not like he was in a blockbuster and that was it. Like, he was actually a quality actor. He was a good actor for a long time in good movies. And I, the wheels came off. He got too rich, too famous, and now he's just a mess. Okay, continue. Well, here's a guy who is not a, ever a quality actor. Steven Seagal. 2014. Did he star as Paulie Trunks in Gut Shot Straight? No. Or Vincent DeMarco in Gang Manifesto? Oh, uh, it's the second one. Gang Manifesto. Nope, that's fake. <laughs> All right, last one. <laughs> the Muscles from Brussels. Jean-Claude Van Damme. 2013. Did he star as Paxson in Warning Shot? Or Xander in Enemies Closer? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> These are so hard. This, is, this game's too hard. I got to tell you, I really enjoyed when I just looked at their IMDb page, and then I was like, oh, they're starring all these movies. I can make up a fake title so quickly. That's okay. the best. Okay. I'm gonna so say, is he I'm Paxson gonna, or Xander? I'm going to say Paxson in Warning Shot. Nope. That movie didn't exist. He was Xander in Enemies Closer. Stop a bitch. What, what, what kind of movie is Enemies Closer? I have no idea. I've never heard of it. Who's, who's signing up to, to watch that one? I didn't know any of these guys were still working, to be honest. These are the type of movies that are only on Redbox. They're not even Netflix. No. Abs- yeah, that's absolutely true. Ed, this, is, this next story is, this is something that may be on RedTube. Mm. Or... Pornhub, or my personal favorite, UJIS. Are you are you uh, familiar at all with UJIS? Ed? You always bring it up. I will never ever type that word in. Oh, my, you got to type it browser. in. It's just if you're. Uh, I mean, all those sites are identical, anyways. I get it. Why but not why, just type why can, in UJIS if you if well, you have the opportunity? I don't don't want to type that word. Jizz is a disgusting word, and I don't ever want to see it. 
I don't want money shots. I don't want any of that. Ujiz.com. Gross. Ed, things didn't twerk out the way she thought they would. <laughs> DC Chocolate City police on Tuesday arrested Ayanna Marie Knight after she was allegedly caught on video with a friend giving a man an unwanted twerk out inside a gas station. <laughs> The 22-year-old from Las Vegas was charged with third-degree sexual abuse for the dirty dance-off. The two women were wearing skin-tight dresses in the video when one begins grinding on a guy and shaking her butt while he was talking on the phone. A woman in a red dress tries to grab the cash out of his hand and get him off the phone. The two grope him multiple times, grabbing his groin and butt. The victim... Very grabby. You gotta put air quotes around that. The victim was afraid for his life during the humiliating moment. He told reporters, I thought they were either transvestites or women or women or men dressed like women. I think that is a transvestite. Yeah. (laughs) He said he was afraid one of their pimps was going to shoot him. I think he was probably pretty close to that being right. Ed, how ashamed are you to live in a world where a woman playfully bouncing her big, beautiful (laughs) bottom on a man's genitals is now somehow considered criminal? She, uh, I'm looking, I looked at the video, uh, she, it, it's the grainy, you know, convenience store video. She does seem to have a pretty nice body. Yeah. She's, she's and, pretty. And he's, he looks like a pretty big dude. Well, like he's afraid for his life. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know why he was afraid, but I mean, let's, let's be honest with this. This was a pickpocket yeah. scheme. Yeah. They were just trying to rob him. Totally. This was not anything else. Um, but, but yeah, I, I, I would just clutch the money and, and let it go for a little bit. Totally. It's like, you know, it's like if somebody's like trying to tickle you, if you're right. avoiding it, it's, it makes you more ticklish. If right. you turn a, turn that energy around and reverse the tickle and try to tickle them back <laughs> all of a sudden, yeah. it's not so scary anymore, is it? Yeah, right. If he gyrated back at her, that's exactly that would, right. That would that would change things around. Change change the grind from a defensive posture to an offensive posture. Well, uh, couple a few years ago, I was uh, when I was in London, I got my iPhone stolen by these pickpockets, and they jammed the newspaper in your face and then get you. And I was I was main. I mean, I was pissed that I lost my phone, but I was mainly pissed that I was had by a group of gypsy women. Yes. Then. Like a month later, I'm in Paris at one of these outdoor cafes, and I see them doing this move, and one of them swooping around to get. Uh, and they were, you know, they were not threatening looking people. They looked like Oliver Twist, was, sea urchins. It was the same gypsy? Street urchins. No, 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 no. Oh. But I'm saying that same kind of move, and like these are not. I didn't see crafty looking dudes. I saw like, you know, a very malnourished boy and a and a dirty woman, like trying to jam an, an old newspaper in a woman's face and I see them going for it and I get up from my table and I charge over and I grab the wrist and I, I said, your phone, your phone, they're trying to get your phone. And the woman who I just saved for the phone and then, you know, the, the they were cursing me in French as they walked away and the woman thought I was trying to take her phone and I was yelling at her face and then she, you know, gave me a dirty look and started yelling at me. I was oh. like, yeah, I got, I got up from uh, dinner with my family to go rob your phone and then yell at you in your face. So, yeah. You know, you know, it would probably have worked out better if she had taken the time to learn a little bit of English. Or 
if she learned to twerk, and maybe that's how she repaid me, and then twerked on That's me. right. She could have twerked on your genitals, Ed. Like, nobody. Yeah. Who's calling the cops on that? The one time I was a hero, I didn't get any twerking. Yeah, that's bullshit. Twerking Only should time be in my the life reward I was a hero. for more things. Also, I don't know where this twerking came from. This is like a new phenomenon. Right. And now it's, it's not of our gen. It's not of our generation. No, it definitely is. And we're so out of the loop. Ed... I wanted you to know about this. Some shithead Jesus freaks in Kentucky are building a, quote, biblically accurate replica of Noah's Ark. Jesus. And I know what you're thinking, Ed. Road trip. (laughs) But it gets better. First first Graceland, and then we we go right to the Ark. Of course. The new park is a project. And also, I should have quizzed you, like... Any were there were there any guesses besides the South where this thing, this yeah. monstrosity might be erected? Yeah, I, I don't think this this goes up in uh, Chicago, Illinois, no. or no. or San Francisco. Not where people have been to college yet. The new park is a project of Answers in Genesis, a nonprofit fundamentalist Christian organization that supports young Earth creationism and opposes. Evolution. You can't oppose evolution, idiots. Well, it just is. And they can't use answers in their title because they clearly don't have any answers. No, guesses. Guesses. It's like opposing oxygen. It's there. It's just there. It's, you can't. It's something right. that is. I'm anti breathing. I just, I don't agree that breathing happens. Some shithead called Ken Ham is the CEO of Answers in Genesis. And he claims the park will hold. 16,000 guests a day and attract more than 1.4 million people annually. It will also include, get ready for it, Ed, a replica mm-hmm. of the Tower of Babel, oh. a first century Middle Eastern village, a journey into history from Abraham to the parting of the Red Sea, and other Christian attractions. Oh, snoozer. This sounds like the worst place ever. But unfortunately, Ed, they're short of money. They haven't reached oh, really? goal despite despite many people purchasing lifetime passes, and they lost a whole bunch of tax incentives. And it really seems like Answers in Genesis maybe on the rocks. They're getting sued. I just wonder. I'd like to see this place built, Ed, because I think we finally found the ideal place to implement my patented too stupid to breed sterilization laser. <laughs> that would be a good place. Anyone who visits there really is only doing the earth a disservice by procreating. Like if you're, if you're okay, just look, I know I've let religion have it today cause it's stupid and it's the main cause of all the world's ills. But of course it is. Besides that, if you're into it, cool. Don't kill anybody. But at least you got to know that these, that those stories in the Bible they're just they're just made up stories. They're not. Wasn't, no, wasn't Noah like five hundred something years old yes. in the story? He was hundreds <laughs> of years old back when people were lucky to live to thirty. And I mean, just the fucking the predator animals would have killed all the other. Do, are yeah. you guys are you guys confused about how fucking nature works? Do you think it worked differently back then? It's just, yeah. They should they should make the people go on the ship, but make it like Noah's Ark yeah. with two of every yes. animal, or like. Maybe not even every animal. Two giraffes, two hippos, two yeah. lions, two crocodiles, two rabbits, and maybe two grizzly bears. Yeah. Let's see how that night works out. Yeah. Get a couple polar bears on there, maybe a couple tigers. And, 
and two humans. Two humans that visited the park. Yeah. Let's just see how it all works out. I really, if we could get my sterilization laser going, we could do the world a lot of good right there. Just as you walked in, zip, zip, you wouldn't feel anything. Just a zip, and your testes would just <laughs> stop producing sperm. Right. Your eggs, your eggs would dry up. Barren. You're barren. Suddenly you're barren and no more. We don't have to worry about you guys com- contributing to the gene pool ever again. There's no upside in these people having sex. I agreed. Ed. Yeah. I've been trying to think, and maybe you can help me with this. What are some of the most disturbing three-word phrases in the English language? <laughs> I, I got a couple for you. This one is probably, oh. might be the worst. Chronic genital herpes. Or, how, how about this? How about pot, potluck dinner? Yeah, that's, that's a, a good one. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Here's another one. Acute testicular trauma. <laughs> or maybe even Entourage movie premiere. Oh, yeah, I, I think I texted you about, about this uh, a couple of months ago. I didn't realize the movie actually came out. I think it might I, have been. I because think. I think it was like maybe, you know how they stagger premieres? I think it probably came out right as I went to London. And then it, maybe it premiered in London some other time. Yeah. But I totally missed it. I, I could not believe that I avoided that atrocity well, from even bomb, knowing man. it existed. I, I think it was on, I think it was while you were in London. Because I I bought a ticket for it. I went and saw it. <laughs> You should have bought a ticket to something else and saw it. I, well, I think I might have. I don't know. I, I, was, I, I saw it in a movie theater is the point. Fancy Sauce and I went to see it just to sort of make fun of it. Right. And it was one of, the, it was one of those movies where it was like not – it was stupid, obviously, and not funny. But it was like just sort of innocuous enough that it wasn't it was, like – It wasn't it was like – boring, stupid? Yeah, even bad enough to really make fun. It was just like a really long episode of Entourage, which, which is a comedy with no jokes in it. Oh, I didn't know it was a comedy. Yeah, exactly. Neither did I. Huh. And yet, the people around me were laughing hysterically. Oh, so that's where the sterilization laser goes. Constantly. And, I was, and I'm like, I haven't seen anything funny happen. What are people... I didn't... Like, I, I would get a little startled when people would laugh because I wasn't expecting it. And I thought, oh, if I could only have fired up that sterilization ra- laser... Would have done a lot of good here. Yeah, yeah. You could have, you could have really made a claim for the Nobel Peace Prize. Yeah, I think you're right, mm. Ed. There's one more three word phrase that I'm leaving out that could be the most disturbing in the English language, and of Uh-oh. course, I'm talking about Star Wars super fan. <laughs> and Ed, there's one in particular, <laughs> some guy in England who has turned his home. Filled with Star Wars memorabilia into sort of a B and B. Postman no. Dave Oldbury, forty six, too old to like Star Wars. By the way, single has spent around confirmed bachelor a hundred and fifty thousand pounds. Oof, that's like the We're, British. Even if you're going money. generous, that's one and a half. Yeah, that's a, that's a that's a generous. So this guy has spent. North of 200K on this shit. On his Star Wars collection, quarter of a million dollars on his Star Wars collection, including toys, posters, action figures, books, and life-size stormtroopers. Eddie, 
this is all this might be the worst part. He's an autograph seeker. He has oh, amassed no. almost nine thousand cast and crew autographs. You gotta have some doubles in there, right? Nine nine thousand thousand. <laughs> Here's the second uh, dolly grip. I mean of the Phantom Menace. All three movies couldn't have had more than three hundred guys in them. Yeah, I mean and and the, the second set of the second trilogy, it was all CGI. There was yeah. barely anyone there. Don't even count those. Yeah. This is this yeah, it must be all the Japanese CGI guys working behind the scenes. I read a whole I read a whole thing, it might have I think it was on the Daily Beast about the the, the hierarchy of Star Wars conventions. Where like Gold Leader, whose face appears in the movie, is barely a draw. Like he can't he can't but meanwhile, the dude that played Greedo, who's just a fucking guy in a suit you wouldn't know him from anything. You, would, you don't see his actual face. It isn't. It isn't really Greedo. It's just a guy. <laughs> he's killing it, selling, selling his autograph. I, I wonder if he signs it Greedo. I would just write Greedo. It could be anybody. Yeah, that would be an interesting move if you just claim to be Greedo. Yeah. Well, this guy would know. This guy would be able to suss you out because he's got nine thousand cast and crew autographs, including Sir Alec Guinness. He's also, Ed, and this might be the worst part, he's adorned his bodies with tattoos of Obi-Wan, Kenobi, and Darth Vader. And now, Ed, for just 35 pounds a night, Mr. Oldbury is inviting fans to stay at his home ahead of the UK cinema release of Star Wars The Force Awakens. He has listed a few house rules. Ed, you ready? What are they? Lightsaber use outdoors only. Oh no. And don't use the side passage because, quote, that path leads to the dark side. Ed, <laughs> I considered making this a million dollar baller battle, but I honestly couldn't find anything remotely as terrible, remotely terrible enough to juxtapose against staying the night in this maniac's home. <laughs> Uh, yeah, can I sleep upstairs? And and you're gonna be you're gonna be downstairs or watching me while I sleep. How does that how does that work? Yes. Like there's gotta be there's gotta be a lot of guest fingering. Like you have a you have a spot of tea and suddenly you get really tired at this guy's <laughs> uh, yeah. house. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, mate. Welcome to my Jar Jar Binks dungeon. <laughs> can I interest you in some Emperor Palpatine Rohypnol? <laughs> Uh, you know, hey, you know this guy hates Binks. Hey, Gov, <laughs> T- take a bite of my Lando Calrissian cookies. Hello, Governor. He like comes out dressed every morning as a different character. He's like Palpatine. Yeah. He's, He's serving eggs. He's serving eggs as Greedo. <laughs> <laughs> Boba Fett, like Boba Fett's there serving you your tea and crumpets in the afternoon. Hey, hey, Gov. Uh, when you pass out later, uh, I'm going to take out my Chewbacca carving knife and place you on ice in the Bib Fortuna bathtub. Yes. He's savoring, <laughs> he's like savoring the ham, the roast beef. <laughs> really, really, really scary. And you know, this whole new, there's a new Star Wars movie coming out. I, all this being said, like, I think it looks pretty cool. I'm, I'm interested. I, I was a Star Wars fan, but the super fan thing, like, it is crazy how people go to conventions. And all that stuff. Like, I don't, 
I, I just don't know. I mean, that being said, a few weeks ago, I met Goldie Wilson from Back to the Future. I mean, so. that's pretty cool. <laughs> Goldie Wilson? What's he, about but, 29 years old? Guy looks fantastic. I know. Jeez, that guy. Black don't crack. Black he, don't he, crack. My he God, looks, looks fantastic. But, but yeah, but, like, I don't understand these people that are, that will go, I mean, 9,000 names. It, it means he really, we were joking around, but, like, he really must have, like, the lighting guy's autograph. There's definitely never been 9,000 characters. No, that's, that's never. everybody that's worked on the movie. That's George Lucas and... Yeah, this guy is so disturbing. Yeah, it's really, really scary. And and anybody that's really into anything, you know, you know my thing, Ed. Indifference. <laughs> like I don't, I don't like anything that much. So, and that's, I, 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 I can appreciate if somebody like really was excited for the movie, but now he's he's he wants people to sleep in his home. <laughs> now, now this means he's trying to kill you. Well, and when it said for thirty five pounds, I assume that's what he was going to pay you. That's like what he was <laughs> offering to get to entice victims to his home. Right. This is the the first time I've found something scarier than the story you did about a month ago about the uh, was it the Museum of Fertility oh, or yes. something? Yes. <laughs> something. No, it was the me, me, Museum Menstru- of Menstruation, also in a dude's home. Yeah, in his basement. Yeah, yeah very not scary. good, not good. Joining us now is everybody's favorite pop culture correspondent. Of course, I'm talking about Fancy Sauce. She joins us now for Fancy Pop. How you doing, Fancy? Hello. Hey, Kate. I'm good. How's it going, guys? Going well. Oh, good. That's outstanding. Okay, no life coaching to get to. We don't have to... We're not bogged down with life coaching this week, thankfully, so we can get right into the pop culture segment. Kate, what is going on in the world of pop culture? What is happening in Fancy Pop? Okay, so you have to try pretty hard to get the AIDS these days, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The bug? Yeah. Yeah. The bug. Yeah. Full, the full, full-blown variety? FBA? Well, according to reports, our favorite Charlie Sheen will go on the Today Show tomorrow in a highly touted interview with Matt Lauer to announce he's been diagnosed with HIV just one day before a National Enquirer report discussing his sex life is scheduled to drop, according to several gossip sites. Wow. Charlie's, um, Charlie's got the AIDS. My reaction to that is, what took so long? I mean, it's, it's sad, but, like, is there anybody... That seemed like the, if you if you just had named one celebrity most likely to to have HIV, he'd be the guy. He seemed pretty. He seems pretty AIDSy. You know, like I could picture like some musicians like Pete Doherty or like you know like like people that is he still alive? Yeah, I think he is. Uh, people that are very you know known to be intravenous drug users, but yeah, this guy right, lives. Scott Weiland. Yes, there's a good one. Courtney Love, like this guy likes to party, but I thought he was more of a crack smoker. Like that's what I thought. So the morning show appearance does seem to be time to beat a National Enquirer report accusing Sheen of contracting the virus before spreading it to dozens of women in a multi-million-dollar cover-up. Um, so this is the culmination of an eighteenth month, eighteen-month investigation that has uncovered how TV's one-time highest-paid star potentially spread this virus to dozens of unsuspecting women you know it's bad when people that do porn for a living are denying that they know you 
<laughs> he uh, so he's essentially Telly from the movie Kids, right? Wasn't right. That's a, the Virgin Surgeon. Yeah, the motherfucking Virgin Surgeon. Right. It's yeah. It's pretty unfortunate. The dude has a lot of sex with a lot of people. And apparently, when he knew about his HIV that's infection, fucked. then he didn't. If disclose that's true, it. That's, that's true. Very fucked. That's the, fucked. The Inquirer, which is obviously a very good source. I mean, the, say what you will about the Inquirer. They pay sources. They get stories, they and do they get don't stories. get sued. They get stories right. Apparently, he reportedly <clears throat> paid off one, at least one female sex partner in a huge hush-hush financial settlement. Right, but we don't know that she's got the HIV. He may have just exposed her right. to, the, um, apparently, to the HIV. Yeah, apparently he's already begun a regimen of medication meant to counteract the effects of the disease. Oh, I'm going to well, say something very ignorant. He has looked pretty aids for a while. That's true. That's and ba- but we very, thought that was the crack. Well, I don't think he has the full-blown variety. But do, uh, do what, rich, what's that, Ed? Uh, do, do rich people die of AIDS at this point? Like no, they don't. No one dies. No. AIDS is a manageable thing. Like I, yeah. we should say HIV. We should make the distinction. Although AIDS is more fun. AIDS is HIV. HIV is a manageable. It's a manageable thing. Disease. It's just that not many people are going to want to have sex with you. I did read a good tweet today uh, from a comedian named Matt Fernandez. He he said uh, something about Charlie catching AIDS from uh, Emilio Estevez's career. <laughs> Poor Emilio. They're brothers. Um, he, w- what he should do is he should get with Magic Johnson's people because Magic Johnson is the only human being in the history of the planet. Just getting to fatter and fatter. Yeah, to catch AIDS and then gain 200 pounds. 200 pounds and like $3 billion. Yeah, he, he got super rich, but he... Uh, he, it, most people lose a hundred pounds. He gained at least 200. So good for him. Yeah. What else you got, Kate? Um, and yet another case of celebrity, sh- a celeb shagging the nanny. Um, in an occlu- exclusive report, Us Weekly broke the news that Gwen Stefani broke up with Gavin Rossdale because she found out he'd been cheating on her with the nanny for three years. Apparently, back in February, Gwen uncovered Gav's long-term affair with nanny Mindy Mann via explicit text between her and Gavin, including nude photos of Mann mm. and their plans to meet up for sex uh, on the family's iPad, which um, apparently was linked to Gavin's phone. So, Come on. Sloppy ro- work, buddy. Rookie mistake, yeah. my man. Like, get it together, Gavs. And, apparently, and one of the cannot, other nannies discovered you, the exchange and told Gwen... Which led to you the cannot hire a nanny back in August named Mindy Man. Yeah, Mindy yeah, Man. Yeah, and also um, the couple loaned Mindy Man fifty grand Oof. to start her own business, an indoor playground. Wow. There's it. also a bit of a disturbing single white female aspect to this story. The nanny in question has. Um, been seen kind of like copying Gwen's look over the last year. Yeah, she's adopted Mo- multiple times. She's adopted. When Gwen changes her look, the nanny change like much like single white female Jennifer Jason Lee. She changes her look. Speaking of that, whatever happened to Bridget Fonda? She, and- yeah, that that is a good question because she was in some good movies. She was looking good. She was at the last time that I can remember her was Jackie, Jackie Brown. Brown. She looked yeah. great in that movie. She looked fantastic in that. She's gone. She's gone. Yeah. I mean, I assume she's still alive. And she just doesn't <laughs> act in anything anymore. Mm-hmm. 
Uh-huh. And meanwhile, Christine, remember the nanny that Ben Affleck cheated with, Christine Azunian? Yes. Who was yes. who posted yep. that Instagram on She's on a private um, jet or something? The private jet yes, with, with all, all of Tom Brady's rings Four on. Super Bowl rings. Well, apparently she is living with her ex-fiance in the Bahamas and he's a fisherman. Wow. That's an update on wow. her. Wow. Is he like she, a native? Yeah, she must be going through the bends. Hey, man. <laughs> We're going to get some gunk today, man. Or, Let's get some gunk. Or maybe he's like an old salty sea captain. Arr! Yeah, we're going to fix the hull today. Uh, I, don't, I don't think she'll be there for long. She's probably fielding reality show offers. They should do like a nanny's. Here's what they do. Right, the real housewives. Hollywood. Get with me. We do like a the real nannies of Beverly Hills, but ideally we get nannies that have been that are, involved in a cheating yeah, scandal they're, with they're, their employer. They're b- getting their back in the game employer. because they fucked Gavin, Gavin Rossdale. <laughs> and Gavin Rossdale, does he not strike you as a cad? Like, oh, he's, yeah. Big he's time. probably fucking around what, all over the place. You wasn't there a story he, that he fucked a dude? Uh, yeah, there was a story. He, he can't like, be tamed. He's fucking raw. He just needs to fuck all right. the time. He's got a ponytail. He's you like figure, Dave Navarro. Just fucking anything that's in front of him. Uh, yes, exactly. You figure he would be a professional cheater. He wouldn't have shit linked to the fucking cloud. Yeah, come on. The cloud? Fucking mistake. Okay, Kate. No one knows how the cloud works, though. No. What is it even? I don't, you know what I, you know what I do? No, I don't have any of my devices connected to it. I know, I know that I get terrified I'm going to lose one. None of my sexts go to the cloud. I get warnings that I'm running out of space on the cloud. Yeah, I do too. And I immediately buy more because I'm terrified. Oh my God. I don't even know what's going on. I'm not even hooked up to the cloud. I stay off the cloud. I want my balls (laughs) and my penis and my sexts to stay on my phone. Thank you very much. There's never been a picture of my testicles. Ever. You. <laughs> Brian doesn't want to be a part of the next Fafening. Yeah, I don't want to be, like, when I get famous, people are going to want to see those pictures. And I'm not, I'm going to w- save them till I strategically leak them when, my, when things aren't going well. <laughs> next story, All Kate. All right, moving on. Uh, apart from our own Ed Daly, mm. clearly Shia LaBeouf is his own biggest fan. Uh, we, Ed, we, Kate and I had a discussion earlier today when we were talking about the show. How did we not? This Shia LaBeouf has been watching his own movies for well, a week. Well, let me explain it to our Just listeners. Right first. near you, you could get on a train. <laughs> yes, at the Angelica, I think. Yes. As a correspondent. Yes. Last week, the Transformers star watched every single one of his movies in reverse chronological order as he hosted his own personal film festival in New York over three days. A 29-year-old actor sat in at the Angelica Film Center in Soho partaking in a round-the-clock marathon. And he's invited all he invited all his LaBeouf-loving New Yorkers no, to join no, him free of charge. That's not even the Australian pronunciation <laughs> marathon. You're just making things up now. What did I say? Marathon. 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 I don't... Think so. Mar- okay, Marathon, Marathon doesn't rhyme with wheat thins. Um, the performance <laughs> art project was, which was announced um, this past Tuesday by his art collective, Labouf, Ronco, and Turner, will ha- would highlight more than fifteen years of his work. Oh Jesus! The movie theater, which um, could seat up to seventy-eight people, was packed throughout the day, and there was a line of about fifty to seventy people waiting outside is, to get is, in. Is that a porno theater? The, seventy-eight people. The egotistical event, dubbed hashtag All My Movies is also being live-streamed on the project's website, New Hive. 
I saw so I go. saw a, a clip of that. He looked like he was falling asleep to something. He, I did see it too, but it looked like he had a camera right in his face while he was watching. Yeah. Um, I can't think of a movie. Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull. Jesus, that was The Battle bad. of Shaker Heights. Apparently he was laughing a bit um, during Nymphomaniac 2. Does that, is that one of those ones that has real sex, like those Vincent Gallo, like that Vincent Gallo Brown movie? bunny. Um, a, where they alleg- actually have sex? Allegedly. I'm going to have to see that. I'm going to have to see that. I enjoy watching films where people actually have sex. <laughs> the Chloe, Chloe 70 blowjob scene wasn't that great. Like on ujiz.com. Normally I go to ujiz.com, but maybe. What movie was that, Chloe 70? The, the Brown, Brown bunny. bunny. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Also, that Vincent Gallo hasn't worked since. Oh, that's right. It was Vincent Gallo. Yeah. What an egomaniac that oh, guy was. What was, yeah. the, what was the movie that he made where it was essentially killing Scott Norwood for missing the, the Super oh, Bowl? Buffalo 66. Yeah. Yeah. That, was that actually funny. wasn't a bad movie. I, I, I kind of enjoyed that one. Yeah, it was, it was kind of good. He like, yeah. Uh, okay. Anything else, Kate? I have one more thing. I yeah. have a karate a karate kid Ooh, karate kid yes. update. It's a big yes. subject on the show. So Billy Zabka, best known for playing Johnny Lawrence, the orig- in the original mm-hmm. Karate Kid. It's cute that you think you have to explain to us <laughs> and our audience <laughs> or or Chaz Evil Diver. Um, Fantastic. Billy, as is known now, even though he's an adult, delivered a message to a dojo in rural Maryland, full of young future black belts, on Sunday that. Bullying is bad. Yeah, Zabka was invited by sensei and owner Rick Rando, best last name that ever. That is pretty good. To Rick be Rando. this year's keynote speaker at the event, which also included booths and stations dedicated to bullying awareness. Uh, the redemption of Johnny Lawrence seems to be going well. Also in attendance was the actor who played Tommy. I can't. Oh, well, yeah, hold on, hold on. Isn't that the guy that fucked us over? Who is, no, who's Tommy, sensei, Tommy, sensei Ron? Tommy was no, we, we, we almost had Bobby. We almost got Sensei you know Ron as Bobby, who's the only guy in the movie that could actually do karate and easily should have won the All-Valley Karate Tournament. No, the, the, the Thai guy, right? Or is it... Oh, yeah, the Asian guy. Yeah, that guy was, that guy was serious. But he was pre- you know what? The, uh, even though, even though our show was like a year ago, I'm getting that Sensei Ron guy on. We got to ask Sensei him Ron. some questions. Also, this... this Billy Zabka will go across the country to tell some dojo not to bully, but we can't get him on Skype for an interview for five minutes on and, this on this podcast. And you know the what? Lifestyle podcast. Although his message is correct, bullying is bad. It's if you're a bully, you're a bad, bad human being. However, yeah, it's a good if, message. If Unless. bullying doesn't exist, that guy has no career. That's all he yeah. played. That's the, the only, only reason why we know him from like five different bullying roles. He, well, he was he even was called, a bully as Audrey's boyfriend in European Vacation. Yeah, he was he was a bully in uh, Back to School where he played Chaz, Chaz the Chaz. bully. How about mm-hmm. just one of the guys? Bully. Yeah. He's a bully. That's His what he whole does. career is devoted to bullying. Right. Right. Good message, but he wouldn't be talking if bullies didn't also, exist. Also, Daniel was a little shit. He deserved to be bullied. He just wanted to smoke his weed in the bathroom stall. Yes. Fucking Daniel unleashed the water on him. He said something in the video about how he was a bully, but he was also being bullied. Yeah. And he said, a bully is just someone whose story hasn't been told. Well, he's a, yeah, that's good. Well, he was a drama nerd, so he probably did get bullied quite a bit. Yeah. Because he was into (laughs) acting. Yeah. And that's not, that's something that, that people should be bullied for. Yeah. Don't be a bully, guys. (laughs) Don't be a bully. Is that it? That's it. Okay. Excellent job. 
Thanks for having me. We, yeah. As always, we finished on a, a real nice so, note right there. Some. Can you play the guy. the more you know uh, chime after after that story? Yeah. That's right. Yeah, we, we're looking out for people. We know we we tell the truth on bullying. Eat shit, PSAs bullies. Um, some guy earlier who I think said thought you were British said, um, "Cheerio, my lady." And then he and then Cheerio. And then he thought you were like off on location. And I'm like, she's here every week. She's on every episode. I'm here. Yeah. Do they say cheerio in Australia? Um, we do not typically yeah. say know, cheerio. You know what they say? Good eye. Good eye. We say see you later. Good eye. That's they, a hello. They, they abbreviate yeah. a lot of shit. That's what I do. Yeah, know. that's true. We do. Yeah. What was the abbreviation you were telling me this week? Listen to this one, Ed. This is just as I don't out. remember. What was uh, it? They call Americans. Oh. Seppos. Seppos. Okay. Seppo. Yeah, he's a Seppo. Now, what is that short for? Explain the origins of Seppo. Seppo is short for septic tank, which rhymes with yank. Yeah. Oh, this is that. This is that. A yank is slang for American. Yeah, I I got that much. Yeah, this is that that whole uh, Cockney slang thing. Rhyming slang. So. Yeah, Americans in Australia are referred to as a seppos. 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 Yeah, like you said it. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable the way they talk. All right, good day, my lady. Um, yeah. Great job, guys. For yeah. Great job, us. Ed Daly. For Seppo Ed Daly. For Seppo Ed Daly. My two favorite seppos. The guy who did not <laughs> even have the decency to show up to the Shia LaBeouf Film Festival. Yeah. For Kate McManus. Good day, my lady. Cheerio, my lady. I'm Brian Beckner. This has been episode 96 of the Baller Lifestyle Podcast <laughs> from theballerlifestyle.com. We will see you next week. Goodbye. See you later.